This message right here is our afternoon program we had here at Zion. And the message title is Dealing with the Foolishness of Preaching. Please enjoy this message. God bless you. There is a word from God. Uh, those who do have your Bibles, you can open with me to 1 Corinthians, uh, first chapter. And if you don't mind, you can stand and as I read God's word. So you won't come here and say, I did not move you. First Corinthians, uh, first chapter, starting at verse 17, going to verse 30. As we read, I, I want you to catch the words of foolish and wisdom and power and find out what they relate to. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message priests to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness, God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brother, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing. The things that are, that no flesh shall glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is with written, he who glories, let him glorify in the Lord. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. Uh, I'm going to label this text. The foolishness of preaching. Uh, in this uh, text, uh, Paul is writing to folks like us. He's writing to some church going folk. Uh, people who are proud of the congregation they're a member of. Uh, they're so proud that they are boasting how great they are. They have some saying, I am of Apollo. I am of Cephas. That's Peter. I, I am of Paul. And others, I am of Christ. 
And Paul is puzzled by this to asking them, is Christ divided? You see, we live in a society where we are all about boasting, all about concerning what is great and who is the least. And, and I believe how the saying goes, how you can sometimes find somebody else's trash to be somebody else's treasure. You see, the thing they overlooked was the thing they needed most. The thing they were excited about was nothing to be excited about at all. Because what they boasted in had no value, and what they did not boast on had all the value. See, Paul got caught up and let them know, I did not come here to baptize. Let me clarify that for a moment. They, they were getting caught up who they were being baptized for in the name of Apollos or the name of Paul. And you were, he said, did I die for you? <laughs> and so you, you, you being baptized out of my name means nothing. But see, I preach Christ and him crucified. How often times have we gone to a church and we don't see the cross? I'm not talking about necessarily it being hung up somewhere so that you see it, but I'm talking about how when the minister gets up to preach, you see it. Am I talking to somebody here? Because he's not talking about words of wisdom. He's not talking about using flowery, puffy words to make you feel better about yourself. But Paul said, I've come to preach Christ. I'm just talking about this foolishness for preaching here. I, I, I don't preach, don't, you know, you, I'm, I'm glad you're here, Zion, because I don't preach to make somebody happy. I preach Christ. I, I'm not preaching to make sure your income will, will be better when you walk out of here. I preach Christ. I, I want you to understand that I, I have financial problems too. But those things I'm not worried about because there's a king. That has riches in store for me in heaven that you can't touch, uh, that won't ever lose its value, and I one day I will go and redeem. But while I'm here, I realize that there's a life I have to live that's all about Christ. You see here, they lost focus here about who Christ. Paul points out, my purpose is not to talk about it, but I'm living it and I'm preaching it. I'm preaching Christ and him crucified. He's talking about the cross. Somebody say the cross. The cross. The cross here is where the power is. He says, if I did not preach the cross uh, and I did not preach Christ and crucified, then the cross has lost its power. Where will we be if the cross has lost its power? Am I talking to somebody here? Realizing that the power is in the cross. You have people talking about why do you wear a cross around your neck? If Christ died in a electric chair, would you wear that? I tell them, if he did, I would. Because the power is not necessarily what's around my neck, but the power's in the cross on Calvary. Because the power there is what he did for me. And we realize here that this foolishness, that man is not getting, catch this, is said for the Jews it was a stumbling block. Uh, they just could not get it. How could my Savior die on a cross? My text tells me that cursed is the man that dies on a tree. So why would that be my Savior that died on a tree? Because it says cursed is a man that dies on a tree. 
It was a stumbling block to them. It, it was prohibiting them to understand who Jesus was. And, and then to the Greeks, it's, it was just foolishness. What kind of man dies on a cross? Nothing but a criminal. Someone of no value. Someone that Rome just has no care of. So why would I be concerned about a man that died on a cross? But then it said to us who are called, <laughs> there's power in the cross. We see the power in the cross because we realize it is the power of God. The power of God is the wisdom of God that was made known to us through Christ. It's in the text. You see here that to those who are perishing, they just do not understand the power in the cross. That's why people are ashamed of sewing crosses or wearing crosses, but I'm not ashamed of the cross. Because at the cross is where I found salvation. Because without the cross, I would never have been redeemed. Without the cross, I would not have glory in my view. Without the cross, there would be no remission of sin. But because of the cross, I have victory. Because of the cross... I can have wisdom of God. Look in here at verse 30. It says, but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom. Jesus became wisdom. A lot of us want to be wise and intelligent. But you want to be intelligent in the world's view. And this world's view is foolishness. It says that even, guess this, even if God was foolish... You at your wisest now wiser than God's foolishness. Ain't that so? Even if God was weak, at your strongest, you're not stronger than him at his weakness. I'm glad how when Isaiah talks about how God no, never sleeps, no slumber, nor does it grow weary. That's why I said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew on their strength. Because it's telling us here that God has all power. His wisdom is omnipotent and omniscient, all powerful. His wisdom has no ends. But man's wisdom, he said, I made it to be foolishness. Look, look, look at verse 19. It says, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. You think you're smart. You think you're wise. You think by acting good is going to make you all right. But your acting good is not good enough. You need the cross. We have everybody, we have people preaching and teaching everything but the cross. But without the cross, you have nothing. It's just foolishness. But what you think is foolishness, when I preach the cross, ha-ha, it is wisdom. Because God revealed his wisdom in the cross. Because in the cross, our sins were nailed. Because in the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because in the cross, Jesus says, it is finished. <laughs> it was in the cross where he Gave up the ghost. It was on the cross. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you understand? At that moment, at that time, Jesus became sin. And from some of us, that's hard to understand because we just still sinning. Acting like there's nothing wrong about it. But do you understand? When he became sin, he became death. And death is not how we talk about it, how we come up and look at the casket and say bye-bye. What Jesus experienced was a separation from God. 
I wish I was talking to somebody here. I, I know the pastor's with me, but I, I think some of y'all missing it here. See, death is separation from God. Hell is where God is not. That's what death is. Where God is not, that's hell. So it's not hell on earth because God is with us. Hallelujah. That's why we call him Emmanuel. <laughs> I mean, God's with us. But yet, if you live in a place where God is not, that's where you have eternal suffering. Eternal suffering. This is temporary suffering. But you will have to be in a place of eternal suffering. But yet on the cross, he removed that penalty from us. It says here in verse 30 that on the cross, he became wisdom. And it became wisdom. It became righteousness. Catch this. We are declared righteous through Jesus. I'm going to say this again. We are declared righteous through Jesus. I'm going to say it again because some of y'all might have missed it. We are declared. It doesn't mean you have to accept it or accept it. You get it as soon as you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to make it clear here. Nobody can take it away from you. Nobody can give it to you because God gives it to you because you are declared righteous when you confess Jesus. And so because you have been declared righteous, then you ought to act holy. (laughs) Now, because of that, he's became our sanctification. We use this word, I'm saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But you out there getting drunk today. Sanctification means to be set apart. To be set apart. Tell somebody, I've been set apart. You were set apart at the cross. At the cross, you were set apart from death uh, to eternal life. At the cross, you were set apart from slave to sin to being under grace. At the cross, you were set apart from being buried in a grave to go to hell, to be buried in a grave to wait on a call. (laughs) You see here, the foolishness in the cross is wisdom. This wisdom has become our, 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 our redemption, our righteousness, and our sanctification. So you've been called righteous by God. I want, I'm going to make this clear. You can't live a righteous life. You've been called righteous. I got somebody puzzled. You can't live a righteous life. You've been called righteous. Because you'll never be perfect. But God... Cause us just, cause us righteous because of Jesus. So therefore, I'm righteous. You know me as Samuel Thomas Dern. Some of y'all might have some dirt on me. But I want you to understand that through Jesus Christ, you can call me any name you want. But God calls me righteous. And because he calls me righteous, I've changed my behavior and I've been set apart. I've been sanctified and now I'm going to live for his purpose, live for his glory. I'm going to live for his kingdom because it was the cross at the cross at the cross. I'm not going to go there yet. I got one more point. You see here. It was here. The righteousness. And the sanctification and the redemption. And the redemption. Jesus became our redemption. 
I want to put it down to you like this. You got to pay a bill. And you're coming up a dollar short. It's already been a day late. And you have no way to paying this bill. And the bill you need to pay is in order to stay in your house. And if you can't pay that bill, he will kick you out of your house. Won't give you time to pack your stuff. Will come and throw your stuff and you out your house. But then somebody stepped on in and said, I got it. I got it. I can pay that note, but I won't just pay the note. I'll pay the whole thing so you can live in this house forever and ever because it's going to be yours because I paid the price. Do I have a witness here? Because I was living in sin and there was a debt to be paid. I told God I can't pay it. But Jesus stepped right on in and said, don't worry about it. I can pay the note. I can pay the price. It may be foolish to you, but I will die on the cross. On the cross, they hung him high. They stretched him wide. He took his last breath, and for me and you, he died. They buried him in a borrowed man's tomb. He lay there Friday night all day Saturday but early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands he went down with nails in his hands but now he got the keys of Hades in his hands he went down as a boots brown savior but he rose up as resurrected glorious savior I'm glad that Jesus died on the cross the cross is no longer foolishness to me but it is my power it is my salvation it is all that I need. Preach the cross. Preach the cross. Because at the cross is where I first saw the light. <laughs> at the cross. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Ah, the cross. Don't ever lose the power of the cross. Wherever you go, I believe Jesus said it. If. He said if. You see, you've been redeemed. You've been washed in the blood. You've already been saved, but now there's a condition on this area here. He says, if you are my disciple, he said if, so you got a choice to carry your cross. But if you are, you will deny. You will deny yourself and carry the cross everywhere you go, into your school, into your workplace, into your neighborhood. You let them know that I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And I will stand right here behind the cross because, Lord, it wasn't me, but it was you that died. So since you died for me, I'm going to live for you. So if I have to deny my flesh to give you glory. Glory, I'll give you glory. Because verse 31 says, I boast in the Lord. 
because what he's done for me has he done anything for you here can you shout about it can you tell somebody he's been good to me he set me free he redeemed me some of you look at me kind of crazy but that's all right because i know glory i experienced it for myself there was a time i couldn't move but now i can move So today I will boast in the Lord because I realize I have nothing to boast about in myself because what I know is foolishness. But when I know the Lord, I know wisdom, I know power, and wisdom was revealed in the power of the cross because of Christ. And I thank God that Jesus will never lose his power. And so that's why there's power Tell somebody, power, everlasting power in the cross. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.